All right. So I need a, a sync point. So Melissa, say hello. Hello. Jessica, say hello. Hello. There we go. Now you. Hello. No, you're supposed to go, hello. And then we all go, hello. And together, hello. The Three hello. Stooges. When I was a kid and we used to have answering machines, um, my father put one on our answering machine. Or maybe this was after and he had gotten divorced from my mother. Anyway, it was a whole barbershop quartet. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. It's time to say hello. Like It was a whole thing that you could do on your answering machine. It was so cheesy, but it was hilarious. The one that pissed my... Uh, when I had my answering machine, I, I would do this. I went, hello? Hello? Oh, that's so annoying. Mallory still has that on hers. Call You're my daughter's an- cell phone. <laughs> I can't I can't hear you. You're hello? that annoying person. Right. And then I was and then I, I went hate you. All right, gotcha. stop yelling. You got the answering machine. And my I my, 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 my mom go, That is horrible. You better change that. I'm screaming into the phone. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, here we go. And that was like right. in the eighties. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Melissa, John, how you doing? Good morning. Great to see you. Good morning. Hi. We have had a busy week. We have had a busy week. We've done lots of things since last time we recorded, haven't we? We really have. Oh, and shout out. Today's my oldest dog's birthday. Your oldest dog's birthday? Yep. He might be 12 or 13. We don't know. It's still a mystery, but today is his birthday and celebrating it we will be ignoring him like we normally do well, well, let me ask you, hey. is it his birthday or is it the anniversary of you guys bringing him home so when yeah. you rescue when you rescue a dog you only have the day you brought them home because who the hell knows when they were born but um right uh, to be honest i gave him this birth date because i wanted Stuart to remember it and the one birthday other than our children and our family that he remembers is one specific ex-girlfriend of his Ooh. so i chose her birthday and i made it Wilby's because i'm transitioning it <laughs> i was transitioning it 12 years ago out of being her birthday to his so uh I don't know if he remembers that, but now I guess he does. But it was somebody else's birthday, and now it's my dog's. That is so funny that you did that. That's amazing and diabolical all at the same time. Agreed. Very. And that's me in a nutshell or Mm -hmm. pod shell. That's the pod (laughs) shell in a nutcast. That's you. So how was your week? Do, 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 do. I don't know. How was how was what, John? <laughs> was, how was your weeks? And Jessica breaks into song, so I guess Jessica's week was pretty good. Da, da. It's still in my head, that's all. Um, who are you asking, me or Miss? Okay, I'm gonna I'm asking both. Just pick one and start talking. That's what we do here. Well, we had a holiday, so we had <sighs> you, another holiday. You had a um, holiday. Did. Yeah, Two, in fact. We're Jess in a and, holiday right now. Did you know that? No. Of course I knew that. Oh no, you didn't. John John didn't. I did. Yeah, you, you, you don't know the holiday, do you? Me? Are you are you talking to me? Yeah, Melissa, I'm talking to you. You know the holiday today? Because I didn't just build a sukkah and have have. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're super Jew. <laughs> but why wouldn't I know what? Ho- anyway, so I don't so we, know. We had Yom Kippur, and I, I had a. I mean, we're fasting, and John and I do this intermittent fast thing anyway. So I'm really good until like noon when. Like the headache kicks in and you're like, what the fuck? And then you're cooking food for a break the fast. I spend the whole year 
Yom Kippur, for those who don't know, is your day of atonement where you do not eat and you think about all the ways that you have missed the mark over the last year, how you have wronged others, others wronged you, and and you really hunker down while starving to say you're sorry and to... You've during the week you've said it to other people, but this is this is between you and God. So I spend my whole year and Facebook and Facebook. That was a joke. I, Sorry. I, no, no, you're <laughs> right on par. Um, <laughs> I spend my whole year having faith in people. Pretty sure that God is not a concept that I can subscribe to or have faith in because of people, <laughs> for that matter. So whether my faith is in people to be kind and be good or to be shitty, it, it's in people. It, it's not so much in something intangible and something in the air or a guy with a long beard or whatever the picture is. It, to me, it's it's always been, oh, I, I really don't believe in that. And that's kind of how I work. And then you go and you sit down for services. Something compels you to go. Maybe it's 40 years of it's what you do. I, I don't know. Inertia has me going every year. I, I don't know what it is. I'm I like the community I'm in and I adore this rabbi. So I go to hear her thoughts on things and I sit there and it all comes flooding back all of those years. And then I'm like, am I just hedging my bets? Is that what I'm doing? Going there and and reading the responsive reading and doing prayers and doing all that. Am I hedging my bets that just in case... There is a guy with a white beard just above the clouds or or there is a spiritual like what am I doing showing up there knowing how I feel about God in general and and the power of who shall live and who shall die who by fire who by water like what am I doing I mean I think I can help with this if you want actual answers to these questions This is the spiritual part of our show Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for People I Hate. <laughs> right. I'm just happy that Christians can eat and think at the same time. That's what I'm grateful for. Look, you can go every day to confession and say you're sorry, and, and you feel the power of God, and you do. For uh, for me, it's I, I find it in every day. I find it in that crazy crossing guard who's out there in all kinds of weather, just waiting in, in like the whole, it's just a, a hot mess of people and, and people you can count on and people, they're, they always come out for people who are in tragedy. Like it's just those things I can count on. And I don't know if I credit God for that. I have to blame God for what happened that required the support. And I find it better to just take all of that out of the picture and have that faith in people. But somehow I'm drawn back to those services. I'm drawn back to those readings. And I'm freaked out a little by the fact that I'm there knowing what my everyday is. So here's the thing. For me, religion is 75% tradition. And if you've gone every year since you were a kid, the important part is not necessarily whether you believe it wholeheartedly, but that you do it to continue our traditions of doing it. You don't have to believe it every time or at all, ever. But but the going and the practicing is the important part, I think. Um, that's the first part. The second part is that the whole point of, I think, re- organized religion and, and specifically ours is that 
you you practice it and you partially believe it and then you and then the, the fact that we were given the ability to question it is kind of the point it's like a mandate to question it for Jews. That's their job to question. That's the whole point of exactly. being Jewish. So you can be Jewish and go to Yom Kippur and keep Shabbat or don't and keep kosher or don't. And build and, a sukkah or not. And part of being Jewish and part of being human, forget Jewish, part of being human is following along, but thinking, well, I don't know if this is actually the truth or not, but. I'm here just in case it is, <laughs> like in case I'm wrong. So partially hedging my bets. Tradition is partially hedging your bets. Isn't it though? Like, I mean, because a, a lot of Judaism is also superstition and some people keep that and some people don't. Like I know that my husband used to get furiously angry if I would put any kind of shoe, new shoes on a table because it, you know, it means someone's going to die, which is a total superstition. But guess when I stopped doing it? When, her, when his father died. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Because you had your new penny loafers or your new bucks. Because I had, I would put, I would forget and put new shoes on the table. And then he would go, Jessica, get those off. And then when his dad died, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I know it had nothing to do with me, but I haven't done that. it since. I've never you heard haven't? that. No. I didn't hear before I met him either. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of superstition and a lot of, like, horse pucky. But part of, you know, but the main principles are the principles that if you went to Sunday school and Hebrew school as a kid, like they have shaped your character. They've given you morality. You wouldn't have had it otherwise. That's the way we were taught morality is through Judaism. If you don't want to, if you want to eat pig, go for it. But that doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, start killing your neighbor and committing adultery. We didn't learn that through Christianity. So you kind of go, you go to pay respects for what you were taught. I so think. bacon is not a gateway drug into homicide, is what you're saying? I hope not. Otherwise, okay, good. I'm okay, leading good. I'm up for a very disappointing future. Okay. Have both of you? Do you, Melissa? Have you ever had bacon? Oh yeah, I love bacon. I was just checking. I wasn't sure how that all worked with uh, you guys. Non-observant, non-observant Jews. All right. Yeah, I. Well, I'm. A, I'm a. I'm a bacon advocate. I'm a okay. big fan. Yeah, me too. Although those pig those pig videos and they're as smart as your third grader, I mean, I could be I could be swayed not to eat bacon. How I could be swayed as well. Third? But listen, I was just talking about Na this with Nathan this morning because he doesn't like to eat pork now for the same reason. But once in a while, he'll have like a bacon cheeseburger, eat bacon. For I'm like, what's the difference if you eat? He's like, because I don't want to support the killing of pigs. I'm like, except when you want to eat it. And he was like, well, yeah, kind of. And I was like, well, here's the deal. I know pigs are smart and wonderful. But, you know, not every animal is delicious. That one happens to be delicious. Humans are not delicious. There's a reason for that. How do you know, how do you know that, though? We that might be pretty are good. not delicious. I've just heard rumors. Have you? From the, your can, all your cannibal friends? I belong to a cannibal Reddit. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea if we're delicious. I'm just assuming we are because we were, are not because we don't eat each other. We don't eat each other. Just what you said with the hypocrisy of until you want to eat it. That's how I guess I felt at times in services for 18 million hours. I mean, services are boring. I just want to go on the record here that if a pig was as smart as an eighth grader, I'd still eat it. Wow. An eighth grader. All right. But so it, is that your mark? Eighth grade? Ninth grader, forget it. Eighth grader, I'm eating it. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't care if a pig was as smart as a graduate student. I'd still eat it. Because it's that good. It's that good. Barbecue. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, I can't just think bacon. I mean, we go to our favorite restaurant, Rib City, when we go yeah, down man, to Florida. Delicious. And they're just their happiness. 
And I have ham in my in my deli drawer like every day of the week. We never are without ham for because Scott loves ham sandwiches. And I I do like pigs. And I think pigs are fun animals and they're funny yeah. and cute. But like I can't, I can't reconcile it. Like it's they're it's so the delicious. They are yeah. so and for those of you who are listening, if you're a vegan or vegetarian for this exact reason, I would like to formally apologize for my hypocrisy. I will. And, and, we and you. recognize it and admit it. And I'm proud of you for not being able to eat the bacon because my God, it's delicious. See what I say to vegans and all that, you <laughs> do you and I'll do right. me. And then just be be okay with that. But the fact of the matter is you're an advocate for the animal. And um, that's where we split apart. I don't. I can be an advocate for the animal and still eat it because I do like pigs and I think they're fun. I even like them in blankets. I, I like pigs and I cannot I lie. Like them in, I like them. Yeah, <laughs> big pigs and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a pig <laughs> walks in with, with a, a round thing in your face. <laughs> you get sprung. You get sprung. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Ah, we're sickos. Okay. I couldn't let it go. So speaking of pigs... Oops, where are we going with this? I heard that you had a big fight with someone. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah, Someone who is being very, it's not even true. I was going to say hog-like about their work ethic, but that's maybe not true. Well, hogs but, are fun and energetic. See, here's the thing. I, from the age of I can remember, always worked with my father around the house, in the yard. When I was 12 years old, I went to work with him in his garage. He was an auto mechanic. I worked for him until I was in my early 20s. So, and he was tough on me. He was really tough on me, but I was a, a, a pill. Okay. I procrastinated. I did stupid things. I wasn't thinking, you know, again, it was just one of those things that you're growing up. And then I have to say that my father really gave me a good, solid work ethic. He used to say to me, don't, I don't pay you for what you can't do. I pay you for what you can do. I don't want to hear excuses. And that really did stick with me. So uh, with my daughter, I have her working with me. And she is just like me when I was her age. She procrastinates. She's got me at my back up against the wall. She gives me stuff late, which makes things harder on me. And then I have to hurry and rush. And then think mistakes sometimes are made. And it really gets mad. So we've had these talks like three times. I fired her once and then took her back. And then she promised me that things would be the same. And they were okay for a month. But then she starts slipping into these these bad habits again. So last night I I went upstairs. I was in my eating window. I was hungry and she messed. She calls me and then it's like, she can't explain what she's doing or what's wrong. And I'm getting aggravated and frustrated. And then she wants to show me, but she's trying to use her phone and I can't see because the phone's shaking. And I said, you got to give me an hour so I can eat and I'll go back downstairs and think. And I haven't lost my temper like that. In years, I mean, full fledged, wild screaming like a maniac at her. And she, like me, screams back. And then I'm yelling. And it got into a thing where I had chest pains. I was lightheaded. I felt nauseous. I mean, it was one of those freak out things. And then I felt really bad afterwards because I'm not one that holds a grudge or does the passive aggressive thing. I'm just like, I get it all out there. And then I call back and apologize. So I go go to call back to apologize, and she's, like, crying and sniffling and heaving from that. And I felt horrible. And I just told her, I said, listen, you're my daughter. I always love you. Right now, if you were my employee, I would have fired you two times ago. I said, I don't know what you want to do here, but I don't want this to wreck our relationship. It's tough. It's tough to be a father, a boss, 
I'm not one of those people that want to be friends with my children. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my children and I'll be friendly with them, but I think they need a father more than they need friends. They can go get friends, but they need a father. So it was a rough night last night. Very, very rough last night. It took me a while. It took me a while to calm down before I was. How did uh, you end to, it? How did the, how'd you end that conversation? I told her, I said, I just said, stop crying. You little, no, I just said, I said, hey, listen, calm, no. I said, calm down. Everything's fine. I said, we'll talk this out tomorrow. And we'll figure out what it is. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do here. I don't know if I can. I don't know if she can work for me. I really don't. I think maybe it's time where she should go work for other people and see what it's like. Maybe she'll do better working with other people. Wouldn't it be great if you could have her make that call? Mm. You know what, Dad? Maybe this isn't such a good. Wouldn't it be great if that was her call to, to pull out of this situation? Well, I was hoping she would figure it out the last time we had this yeah. big giant thing and she didn't because it's easy for her. Then if you're going to have the conversation, don't phrase it as a firing phrase it as a are you happy do you feel like this is working out if not well do you enjoy we getting should take torn a break a new maybe asshole we should, <laughs> well i would we say should take a break and come back to it right but see the thing is i've taken on clients just so she can do this so now once that happens i have all these clients and now my life turns into a misery so like i said it's uh it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. And, and again, in any kind of business, any kind of, I, I would have, fi- if it was anybody else, I would have fired them three months ago, probably. Stuart let go a, um, a babysitter that was working for us and I had needed her that week desperately. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You can't do that. Like what, wait, what happened? How did that happen? And I kind of made him apologize <laughs> because I needed her that week. And, and it was a much, much bigger story that I'll tell you on another episode of of the firing of the mother's helper. But you need her right now. So you just need to set expectations for her and and have more check-ins. Maybe you give her too much freedom right now to go and do work independently. Maybe she needs to do all of her work at your house. Maybe she needs to, like me in the gym, this terrible relationship. Maybe you, she needs to go somewhere to sit on the other side of the table and to do the work with, like at, air quote, the office, which is your place, your dungeon, and have her do it there so you are really monitoring her and you know it's being done. So now I'm rewarding bad behavior, which How is something are you rewarding I want to getting because now I'm making time. I'm making conditions that she sh- she should really n- learn how to work in the atmosphere that she's working in. I, she has plenty of time. I check in with her all the time. She ignores me. She puts she, it's just one of those things where she waits until the very last minute. And then if something if something doesn't go wrong, it's fine. But when something does go wrong, there's no wiggle room. There's no time to fix that. And now Have we're up against the this? back. Without the screaming and the crying, have you several, <laughs> several, several times on this oh, level, yeah. on this level where we are right now? Right. That's why <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why I uncorked last night was because this was like the fifth time that we had to go through this. The fifth can you give time. her this podcast to listen to? No, no, absolutely not. Okay. I, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of airing my dirty laundry like this in in here, but it's just one of those things where it just happened last night. And to be honest with you, it's still as a parent, you know, you love your kids, you love them to death. I always say that uh, the the only unconditional love between a male and a female is a mother and a son, a father and a daughter, because everything else is conditional. Uh, you know, even in a marriage, even if you think your marriage is rock solid, there's always something that somebody could do that you would just you would you'd be done with them. But you're never it's done true. with your kids, no matter what it is. I have proof of that. <laughs> yes. No, I don't I have, know if that's true. I have proof of that. Stuart had a situation where somebody he knew engaged in a crime that was kind of horrific. 
this guy he knew, his mother died, and he went to his mother's house to clean out the stuff that was there, and his brother joined him. So these are just somebody that Stuart knew and his brother were cleaning out mom's tools, and they got in a big fight. And this guy he's known hit his brother with one of the tools in the back of the head. Uh-oh. And he killed him. Oh, right? no. Right? So... So I'm waiting for it to show up on a 48 hours or another, whatever those shows are with like, oh, and the next thing. So, so they're cleaning up all these tools. So what is this guy that he knows? What does he do? Let's call him John. What does John do after he kills his brother? He takes out, (laughs) he takes out other tools. (laughs) That was awesome. Wait, do it again. Do it again. Just the tin. Wait, stay there. You sound like he's got like a metal head. It's so funny. He might have. I don't know. Well, you know, I I heard the story was he he hit him right at the top of the stairs. So it was. (laughs) So what does he do? He goes into the tool shed and he takes out a saw and he chops his brother up into pieces and he puts him in hefty bags and he puts him in his trunk of his car in lots of bags, and he drives around the county, and he drops the bags in different places, so he can't really be identified or caught, and he calls his wife, and he says, Honey, I'm going to be a little late for dinner tonight. I killed Uncle Joe, and he's in the trunk in several hefty bags, and I'm dropping them off across the county, and husband and wife, she picked up the phone, and she called 911. <laughs> And I t- we were telling this story at a family dinner or wherever we were telling it. And Ethan said, would you call the police on daddy? I'm like, well, yeah, there's a moment in time where you accidentally got in a fight with your brother and you killed him. Well, that's when you call the police and you explain that this was an accident and, and you do your 18 months or whatever it is you have to do. 18 months? There's, Involuntary the, manslaughter is different but then than there's, premeditated right. murder. But then there's this thing in your head that must have clicked that said... Went from sanity of of dealing with this situation to I'm gonna chop him up and I'm gonna make pieces and then I'm gonna like what what how is that like a or like so, this guy who got who strangled his wife and she she was pregnant and his two little girls like how do you go from something normal clicks. happy family to killing your whole family well that That's to me crazy. seems like a not a click as much as a follow through but, but Ethan said would you have would you call the police if it was daddy uh, yeah something clicked. <sighs> I'm not living with that motherfucker. Right. Yeah, Who knows? Then Ethan said, would you call the police if it was me? Oh, I, like, oh. I was like, oh, sorry, but yes, you would. I don't know. See? <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> he said, we're going to Mexico, aren't we? I said, yes, I speak Spanish. Let's go no! to Mexico. Okay, we're done here. This is bullshit. <laughs> Why is it bullshit? It's absolutely true. Let me because ask you a question. I sat and watched my own child turn into an absolute maniac. And there comes a time when, I mean, Melissa, you have another child. If one of your ch- children becomes a murderous lunatic, you have to prevent both your husband and child from that person as well as society. You're a normal person. But hold you on here. You would put your kid in jail. I'm sorry. If this, if this scenario holds true, she only has one kid because uh, Ethan killed, killed the, the other, other one. one. So now she's going to put the other one in jail? So now she I'm only has one. I would do it. I have been in this situation on a smaller level. She didn't kill anybody, but she was committing crimes and she was a danger to herself and others. And I did not hesitate to call the police because you have to. 
It doesn't. I don't know if it means I didn't. The other part is like, do you? The the question that we're discussing is whether or not you stop loving your child. Right. And the answer that I wanted to give was, if they become another person, either through mental illness or drug addiction, you can you can stop loving them the way they are. Like when Emily passed away, like I didn't. I was angry for months and months and like and like Laura tried to buy like she like one day Scott came to me like a couple days after she died and was like Laura wants pictures of Emily so she can make a collage to hang on the wall. I'm like, no, I do not want an Emily shrine because that bitch should still be alive. Sorry, I'm not holding court for Emily. It's fucking ridiculous. She has no business being dead. I was so pissed. And then as I started to miss her. The person I missed was not the person that died. I did not love that person. That okay. person was paranoid and sick and whatever and miserable and anxious. And you can lose love for your child, not because they murder someone by accident. That's different. If right. it was an accident, fine. You wouldn't turn but, them in if it was an accident. No, no. Okay. No, I think I it's still would, sing- but I would be there just to be supportive. Really? I mean, I would be. Su- yes. I, I wouldn't I, take I, the I, fall. Okay, if somebody chopped up, that's the okay. I get your mental illness on the. Somebody had the thought to if chop them up. It was an accident, up, and they called ac- me. If Nathan called me the second after he accidentally killed someone, do you honestly think I would be? I mean, I, if you weren't there, you have no way of knowing if that was an accident, unless you were there and you saw him swing the shovel and bash someone over the head, and you know it was an accident. You put that person in jail because the human brain is flexible. You don't know what's happening in there. Just because you love your kid doesn't mean they're not a maniac. Well, I get that. But I mean, like, it's just like there was a fight. Are we going to get back to the somebody loved Hitler thing? Are we getting no. back to that, Jeff? No, no. <laughs> we're not. Stop. <laughs> Good. You know, the thing about it is you get in a fight that with your brother. There's a frying pan there. And then the next thing you know, <laughs> you know, there's a death in the family. And he didn't mean to do it. But now he's in a jackpot. So then he's like, well, okay. Well, how do I get out of this? I know I will chop him up and drop him, you know, about the neighborhood I and mean, the trash. I would call the best dead. lawyers. I would pay for whatever they they needed. But I, when it, I guess when it comes to this, I'm not a rule breaker, and it's because I don't. I have learned. Maybe it's just because like I'm I'm really interested in how the human brain works. Maybe it's because I've been reading a lot about mental illness and addiction. But I do not trust another human being with their own sanity. I never have, and I never will. Not my own parents. Not my children. Not your children. Nobody. You should never trust anyone a hundred percent. Ninety eight. That's fine. But we are fragile human beings, and so is our mental health. There's not a person on this earth that I would trust with an accident if I wasn't there to see it. Sorry. Okay, I, I, I trust what, me. I understand what you're saying, but I just I can see Melissa's point where if it happened to Ethan, mm, you know, I don't yeah, want to fuck go- that shit. Put that bitch in jail. You know, I put him in bubble wrap and never let him rollerblade. You know, I, know, I ruined Melissa. the firstborn. He's delicate. He can't go to prison. He's right. delicate. See, he is delicate. But I if don't he's care that how- delicate, he wouldn't be bashing people on the head with a shovel. Also true. I mean, CrossFit, I thought would. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny every time. Every time. It is funny every time. I'm just saying I would forgive more for my child than I would my husband. I'm supporting John's theory. I'm not denying that. You would. Su- yes, of course. You would support more. Chopping up your brother is probably one. St- the chop up is is the one step too far. The killing. You would mm-hmm. mourn your daughter and fear for your life from your own son. 
It is possible. You would be afraid he would come for you next, even if he was crying and sorry. Well, I tell you one thing I wouldn't do. I wouldn't fight with my son around sharp objects. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> right. I, I would not fight with him. I would have a different uh, take in the in what's going on. I, listen, I understand what Let's you're saying. Let's fight in the pillow room. Everybody, the pillow room. <laughs> Why do you have a pillow room is a better question. Everybody, come <clears throat> to the pillow room. If you have a pillow room, that's a red flag that your family ain't right. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> that. Her son just chopped up somebody and delivered them around the neighborhood. But she must have known something was off if she built a pillow room. That's all they're I'm all saying. Pillow ro- they're all pillow rooms in my house. No, they're not all. Stop it. Levels, Jerry. I'm telling you, levels. 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 Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, wait. So we were talking about kids working for parents. And my theory is that if it was a real boss, she wouldn't be acting that way. You're probably right. And that she should try and work for a normal – but also, I mean, what I was saying before the show is that like both my kids have had me for a boss and real bosses and you wouldn't believe the improvement in work ethic. You would think they were going for a prize working for somebody else. For me, it's just like, damn, mom, I don't want to – I just asked the kid to fold his own laundry and he was like, do I have to do it right now or like in the next two weeks? Right. Well, yeah. then you just wore the clothes. so It doesn't matter. So I worked for my like I said, I worked for my father for a long, long time. I was working for him when I was like I was out of high school and I was 20 years old and he had a way of just picking on me and picking on me until I would lose I would lose my temperature. And I remember one time he was yelling at me and between where my I was in the I had an office and he was on the other side where the shop was and there was this, this big window. And he was yelling at me in front of everybody. I was so mad and so embarrassed for him yelling like that in front of everybody, yelling at me like that. I picked up my office chair and hurled it through the window at him. Through a closed window? Through a closed window. John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a bad temper at the time. That's why I- call the police on you. (laughs) It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I chopped up my dad. Right. And then he he still didn't fire me. He told me to get out there and clean up that glass and, and, and call somebody to have the window fixed. So, yeah, it, it was, I mean, you know, I'm, and listen, I'm not proud of that or what, or, you know, it's, it's an embarrassing memory, but I mean, it's just what happens family can really push other families buttons as we've heard on this show. Yes. 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 Yeah, a thousand well, that's times certainly yes. true. This mm-hmm. morning, my kids left for school and I was yelling at everybody and I was like, I fucking hate it when I, they start their day and I'm, they leave the house. <laughs> I I'm, hate I it do when not they like start screaming, their... <laughs> but when Ethan says, relax or calm down or stop yelling i want to put his face through a window can you through that glass window i I just mom relax uh what the fuck did you just say to me i want to kill him like i really click i chop him up and put him outside no you don't want to chop him up be clear now oh my god Uh, telling a woman to relax is like trying to wash a cat just doesn't go well Right. Yes. And I'm like, never tell a woman to relax. That makes me furiously angry. So he's getting in the car. I'm like, hey, just so you know, you're taking the bus for two weeks. The next time you say to me, relax, don't yell or whatever, calm down or whatever. You're any of those in that family. It's bus time for two weeks and your sister's going too. so keep an eye on him. My four year old has started saying it. Mom. And he goes, relax, (laughs) relax. Like he's going to put me under or something. And I don't think he realizes that it's a gender thing because when he gets wired up, we say, relax, it's okay, just relax. So if I'm like, Isaac, get your feet off the, relax, mom. And I'm like, bitch, don't even. But he doesn't realize what a trigger it is. He's just doing it because that's how I think we come. It's a trigger. You're right. It's a trigger. It is a a, huge trigger. And you just pulled it. You just pulled the trigger. Now you have to die. 
Now you have to die. Now in our house, now you need to be punished. And the punishment, the only punishment I really have is not driving them and their phones. So, I mean, the second they come home from school, the only reason they have a phone in school is so that I can get in touch with them. Yeah, you can play your stupid games and do whatever, but the second you get home, it's mine. That's right. right. It's an electric dog leash. What it's that a, phone is. I could track the shit out of you when you're not here. And when you're here, it's mine. So exactly pl- plug into the main base that we have downstairs. Exactly. Like, mm, not having it. All right. So why don't we move on to what we talked about last week? We teased, we tickled our audience with a feather last okay. week about the best movie soundtracks ever. Did mm. we get any response? Yes. Tons. I just asked it this morning on Facebook and so far it has 34 comments. <laughs> Wow. So what I started out by listing were the ones that like, as a kid, my favorite was Mary Poppins. My mother was obsessed with Stand By Me, Dirty Dancing. My friends in high school were obsessed with Pretty Woman. Emily, uh, in her early middle school years, was obsessed with Eight Mile. Oh, no, no, that's Eminem. Um, that's great. That was yeah, that's a good, a good one. That was a good call. That's a good one. Later in college, I liked Reality Bites, Pulp Fiction, Oddly Little Mermaid. And I know people right now are obsessed with Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't even watch that movie all the way through. But Oh, my God. It's Why? great. Really? It's really good. Why? I loved it. My favorite was Pulp Fiction. I love the soundtrack of Pulp Fiction. That's such a good soundtrack, isn't it? Yeah, it great. is amazing. I my other one was... So in love with you sorry uh my other one was uh animal house animal house Animal House is at the top of my list look here's there, my list animal house <laughs> animal oh, house is the best soundtrack that was amazing best. i had I that it. soundtrack kids on an album it was vinyl so yeah at the time so somebody named dazed and confused that's a brilliant one the wedding singer is a brilliant one my best friend from high school jess um and her husband says boogie nights which is the worst, creepiest movie, but a great soundtrack. Now, see, I like Boogie Nights. I love that movie. Oh, Forrest Gump. Thank you, Jamie Cole and Tara Legate. That's on my list, too. Forrest Forrest Gump Gump. was a good one. Grease, of course. Thank you, Cousin Josh, my cousin Josh Dreben. There's the whole Disney, the show tunes. Those are all movies and all soundtracks, and I was torn. I had to take them out of the list because I wanted just a pure movie soundtrack and it was greased or dancing animal house remember satisfaction that we talk about once a podcast yes that was the best soundtrack you're right that that forrest gump and animal house were my top three but animal house i mean i could still do every musical cue every word every is that a family movie no no no, no. but but neither was stripes and i just saw that last week as a family movie with my family Well, your kids are older so can i do Um, that with your kids are old enough now to. I would For say singles. they're old enough. I forgot about singles. Oh my god, that was one of my favorites. Thank you, Blake. My kids said "Pitch Perfect" and all these the show tunes ones, like the Greatest Showman. They love now. Top Gun. Thank you, Honor. Top Gun was a good one. That's a good one. I Honor, to that you can one. count on Honor for movie soundtracks. I know. Honor, listen, I did listen to the Top Gun one in middle school many, 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 many times. Yeah, Honor Trash talked me this weekend. I went to see my last Paul Simon concert. And he's like, what the fuck? Haven't you seen enough of that? Couldn't you do that show better than he could at this point? But I have to. And the answer is yes, probably. But he had to bring in help to do uh, me and Julio. You know, the whistle part. You did me and Julio in college, right, right, Jess? (laughs) 
So he's what seventy eight. Seven. He's yep. right. he's pushing eighty, and he whistled in another song. And when it was time to do the whistle part in "Me and Julio," he brought his wife out to to whistle. Edie? Yeah, Edie Brickell whistled that. that oh, his wife is Edie Brickell. I, I also had Edie Brickell on spin all the time. Yeah, it's she, just, well, this just one song one she did. She no, did two. one song. What I want is what yes. I want, and yes. da, 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 da. that was the only song she ever had. She was a one-hit wonder, to be quite honest. No, her whole album was really good. If you heard the whole thing, it was all shooting so. rubber bands at your mom's at the stars at right, the stars, and then there was a one after that that I listened Stop to it. a lot too. Um, okay. Mama Mia. What about Mama Mia? That's ABBA. They're awesome. Who? What about the Graduate? While we're on the Paul Simon thing, yes. what about the Graduate? The, the graduate, graduate was a great soundtrack. Um, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever. Oh my yes. God! Saturday Night Fever. Excellent soundtrack. Never thought, thought about that. Thought that would one. get your attention, Mister Seventies. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I saw that movie in the movie theaters when it first came out. I think I was like, I don't know, I was a teenager, 13 or 14 or something like that. Oh, there is a crazy movie not too many people have ever seen before. It has an excellent soundtrack. It was called Hollywood Nights. Mm -hmm. And if you ever get a chance to go back and see that, Hollywood Nights, it still holds up because it was uh, set in the 50s. And it was it's a funny movie. Hollywood Nights is a great movie. All right, I just wrote it down. What about okay. purple? How about purple rain? Purple rain is on this list. Yes. Um, should I read you the list and we can just comment on it real quick? Well, I want you to also throw names out too, and who said it because yeah, they of should get credit. Rachel Luna says "Cruel Intentions" and Fifty Shades of Grey, the first one. Mm. I have no idea what music is on that. Okay. I don't know about that one either. Evelyn Badia says "Saturday Night Fever." Yes. Uh, my friend Daniel Lewis, said, our friend Daniel Lewis, says, um, soundtracks are my thing if you're referring to orchestral music. No. I can't pick a best. But my favorites are Transformers, Dragon Wars, The Island, Remember the Titans. And I was like, Skip. I've never heard any of those. Blake Davis Goldstein, Singles, yes. Pulp Fiction, yes. The Graduate, yes. Purple Rain, yes. Baby Driver, I've not heard. Oh, Dirt- that's Paul Simon, too. <laughs> Dirty Dancing, Dazed and Confused, and Boogie Nights. And then somebody commented, I second Dazed and Confused. I do too. And then The Wedding Singer. And then my the friend who said. The Wedding Singer was great. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend who said Boogie Nights. And then Jamie Cole who said Dirty Dancing, Forrest Gump. And then Tara said Forrest Gump. Then my cousin said Grease. Then Julianne Cross says Pretty in Pink, um, which is a good one. I love the one with Pretty in Pink when uh, they do um, Otis Redding, Try a Little Tenderness. And yes! Ducky comes in and does the dance. That's, you're right. I forgot that Ducky. scene. That is uh-huh. classic. Oh. My God! No one wrote this one, and it's one of my favorites. The commitments. Never heard that. Or what? It's an Irish. Whatever. It's amazing soundtrack. What about that one, which was basically a soundtrack they made into a movie? Oh God! What was the name of it? Mama Mia. Something in oh uh, Moulin Rouge. No, Eddie and the Cruisers. What was the name of that? Movie? Yeah, that's what it was called. Eddie and the, Eddie Cru- and the Cruisers. Dark side. The dark side. The dark side. On the dark side. Right. That, that was, yeah, that's yeah. the, I think the movie was Eddie and the Cruisers. Wait, was it Hoosiers? No, Hoosiers no, was love, about basketball. No. You mean the Hooters? <laughs> no, Nervous Hoosier. Night? No. Hooter. No, it was a, the Hoosiers. No, Hoosiers was a basketball movie about a high, a movie in Indiana. A high school no. basketball team in Indiana. Was Eddie and the Cruisers in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stuart. I asked Stuart and he said the movie Dick. Have you ever seen the movie Dick? No, I didn't even know there was a movie named Dick. There is. It's yes, it's about Richard Nixon ish. Um, Kier- I think Kirsten Dunst is in it, but he said that was a great soundtrack, and I know that because when I met oh. him, he had the D- he had the CD in our apartment. Was mm. it um, Bring It On? 
Mm. Are you That's asking me if the movie Dick is the movie Bring It On? Oh, no. <laughs> Dick. Sorry. Yeah, Dick. Cindy Lorox is Jurassic Park. Jurassic big Park? Skip. Crystal the big chill. said Hackers. C- Cassie Zerdin said The Greatest Showman, which I've not seen to this day. Oh, you should see it. Isaac would I love know. it. Amber Wesser says Grease, Goodfellas. Gross Goodfellas. Point Pulp Fiction. Goodfellas has amazing soundtrack. Yes. I've no, I don't remember it. It's, it didn't stick out to me. Okay, I have one, but you're going to laugh. Renee Bodie said, Rocky, you're the best. Oh, around. Wait, that's Karate Kid. Yeah, Rocky, not really. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's it. That's the song. Right. And Eye of the Tiger are the two songs. But okay. What about no, Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana, shut your face. No, I really... I mean, come on. Stop. My friend... High Shannon Grunwald says American Graffiti. I don't even know what's on that. Do oh, you? American Graffiti's good. It is I mean, good. what about Else? High School Musical? High School Musical. I've never heard that. I'm, oh, shut your mouth. You have a three-year-old. My kids didn't start, like it. My start him on it right like away. It. If you are pee shying my Hannah Montana and throwing in your High School Musical, which, by the way, I totally support two out of three of those albums, um, then you're absolutely crazy. Have you not seen Hannah Montana? No. I, As a movie? Seen it, but I don't. I didn't Not even know there was a movie it. about Hannah Montana. Oh, I did see that. Oh, I don't remember it though. The show. The I've seen the show, but not the no, movie. The movie. Now there's the a movie where they, they she went she went back to her hometown. And Elsie says kind of. some kind of wonderful and the mission. What's the mission? Some kind of wonderful was a great one. That some kind of wonderful is with uh, like the. Eric it's Stoltz. Eric, it's Eric Stoltz. We don't Mary mock Stuart Eric Stoltz Masterson. or pretend we don't know him. We worship. Oh, Eric the mission Stoltz. is a Spanish. It's two movies, a British period drama film about the experiences of a Jesuit missionary in 18th century South America. Uh, Only Elsie. Only Elsie uh, would choose this fucking soundtrack. Um, uh, There's one for The Big Chill. Again. Another one for The Wedding Singer. Okay, we're done with my list. But those are good choices. (laughs) Yes, they are. Skip. Are we? Skip. No, it's just there's just repeats. But you know what? That's the key. Oh, Emily Prokop. Wait. Emily Prokop says Xanadu. Yellow. Oh, yeah. And, and she's not wrong. She's not Xanadu. wrong. Xanadu. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we are giving, we're giving Olivia Newton-John Xanadu and Greece. We're giving yes. her both, huh? Sure. She wasn't in charge of all of Greece. There's still like, um, beauty school dropout. Oh, no graduation day. day okay, I'm in. For you. for you. Baby, don't blow it. Don't blow it. it. Yeah. How could you not love that? It's a favorite. I can't, the same way I can't watch Grease 2, I can't turn off Grease 1. (gasps) I was obsessed with Grease 2. I I overwatched Grease 1 and then I was obsessed with Grease 2. I know know every song in Grease 2. We're going to score, 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 score tonight. There Ah. you go. (laughs) It was supposed to be All about right, bowling, guys, but guess what? I'm it so wasn't. excited. Oop, I'm so excited that you guys came through and threw us your favorite soundtracks. Yeah. Like I said, fun. I did have to take out all the show tunes. And everything Disney is kind of amazing. It just was at the time. Yeah, Each, Lion King, Little Mermaid. All of yeah. them. Yeah, right. they were. Yeah. Which means, Oh, and Tarzan. I, was The whole soundtrack was of Tarzan was Phil Collins. Remember that? I do. No. I miss Phil Collins. He was touring right. again, and then he didn't feel well, and he canceled. Did you concerts. know that he hates Jews? Phil, Phil Collins. I already had to give up Pink Floyd. Now I have to give up Phil Collins. Wait, why do you too? have to give up Pink Floyd? Wait, why do you have to give up Pink Floyd? It's a conversation for another time. We'll discuss. Um, but wait, <laughs> wait. I have a feeling. 
Oh, wait. He actually said something about it. Wait, hold on. Uh, something about he. The people read somewhere. Jewish people refuse to listen to my music because of this very thing. I have no idea how these rumors started, but there's no truth in what you've heard. I've never been asked what I feel about the problems. I've never voiced my opinion. Jewish people refuse to listen to my music because they've read in a Jewish magazine that I hate Jews. It's not true. Is that was that Phil Collins? Because yeah, Roger Wa- yeah. Roger Waters does hate Jews and won't go to Israel and won't do. Roger yeah. Waters is a is an anti semite. So I had to let Pink Floyd go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. Roger Waters spreads hate. Ro- wish you weren't here. Is Roger Waters a peace activist or an anti semite? Ew. Wow. Choice, it's choice B actually. So you I had what? to let Pink Floyd go. Please don't make me get rid of of uh, you know Phil what? Collins. Also, I tell you what, it's not that big of a loss to get rid of Pink Floyd. They no. are the most overrated piece of shit band besides the Rolling Stones. You ever. just lost seven of our seventeen listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We are actually. Getting hundreds of listeners per episode now. And you know it would be even more if, not to call you out, you would make an appointment with me so I could teach you how to do the marketing on automation so we could get some more listeners. You can go ahead and delete that part, John, if you want. But the truth hurts, doesn't it, Melissa? I'm not actually hurting, but thanks. I'll tell you one thing I would like to throw on that pile of bands that are overrated is yeah. uh, the Grateful Don't say Dead. The Beatles. I'll lose my shit. The Grateful Dead. You- no, I love the Beatles. The Grateful Dead. I don't think they're overrated the way Ugh. they have a follow. I mean, how could they be over? They're rated. How could you possibly say because the Grateful Dead? Because all their listeners are stoned. That's why. It's like the fish. Not- fish are the I'm same not- way. The they fish- have a couple songs I really like. Not John, Touch of Grey. Not Touch no, of Grey. John. But Sugar Magnolia is a good one. Ugh. And I also like Uncle John's band. Come. Ugh. Here, Uncle John's band. Oh, as soon as it, I, I don't think I've listened to more than ten seconds of a Grateful Dead song because as Which soon as I hear why it, you I don't like them. Shut it off. Exactly. Um, That's why you don't like them because you don't listen to them. There's a few that are great, but but there's a few that are too long. And I grew annoying. up in the mid seventies to early eighties. I listen. They they played that at every freaking party. I listened to Grateful Dead way too much. I was like, does this song ever end? No, that's Fish for me. Both There's of them. one song I like by Fish. The tires are the things on your car that make contact with the road. Do you really? know that one, Melissa? That's the song? I Jesus. do, but that's they the also... I, I like a few Fish songs, but I like more Grateful Dead songs than you Fish know, songs. I, I want to write a song. Yeah, it's me too. The trees are in your yard and it drops leaves on your lawn. There you go. Here's another one. I'm a genius. <laughs> you better, you better uh, copyright that immediately. The right. your, I sing this to Isaac all the time. The tires are the things on your car. Yeah, it's a shot. It's a tr- exactly. You know what? That that's a Sesame Street song. Is what that you is. know what? You know you what? Lost, You're not wrong about that. You lost the other ten listeners that we had. Oh out of the come 17. on! You think they're all fish and dead fans? I doubt it. Hey, listen, I'm not saying you don't listen to it. I just say I don't like it. You, If you're a dead fan or deadhead or what, like any of these other bands that I don't like, then I'm What are say, you bands that you like that we can say are overrated? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John. All I'm right. just saying, like, what bands do you think are the best bands? Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, ACDC. I like Leonard Skinnerd. I like Genesis with Phil Collins. These are all good so far. I can't, can't argue. argue any of those. You're, so, are you a Peter Gabriel fan, or and on the side? Or? I like Peter Gabriel's solo stuff, but I don't like him in. Genesis. I agree. I I agree with that. Uh, uh, bands that I don't like that probably other people like is Yes, Rush loosens my stool. Holy shit! Jessica just exploded. Her house is built is the house that Rush built. Um, also, I do like, he loves Yes. I like Yes. Also, I Ugh. can't stand Rush, and I ready for this. Get ready. Mm. Throw stones. I can't stand you, too. Oh, You're that's another so, one. 
overrated. Can I, I tell you something you about you two? People either are apathetic to you two or a hundred percent obsessed. Right. And I can't understand the people who are obsessed. Like, how do they get so obsessed? I don't you understand. Fair. And everybody talks fan. about how the it's Edge is like this great guitar player. And to me, this is all I hear when I hear their songs. That's all he plays. And I'm like, this is it. Wait, this is, great. is that where the streets have no name? Oh, wait, is that all of his songs? Wait, hold on. How do you not like Yes. How do you not like, um, I've seen all good people. I don't know. They're so good. Yes, it's so Turn good. Turn their I don't know. It's just something I don't like about them. Don't they do... John, you've been wrong before. You'll be wrong again. It's I'm okay. Sure. Wait, they do another one that I really like, but I can't think of the name. Well, of it. Please don't torture me. I can feel Is it closer? Hold on. Pleasure. A lot of my friends and family love Yes, so I just can't. I can't. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> right. You sound like me. It's too much. It's just too much. <laughs> okay. Oh, Nana. I was thinking of Asia. I like Asia too. Oh, Asia's a good band. Boston, Asia's I like. Great. Foreigner's a good band. I was. Oh, a Journey was one of I my favorite Journey. bands. Yeah. What about Queen? Do you like Queen? How about, Queen no, how about amazing. Owner of a Lonely Heart? Owner of a Lonely Heart. I, all I get Much is I hear better. Owner of a and pick. next song. That's how, <laughs> that's how well, I didn't well, even know it was right. of a Lonely Heart. Not yes Tough also? Crowd. That's yes also. Yeah. yeah, they're all yes. Yeah. Much better than the owner of a broken Ugh. heart. All right. Stop torturing me. All um. right. Why, now that we're out, let's get out of music. Let's go to People I Hate. <laughs> Let's get no. out of music John hates and into people he hates. Hey, I do have something to tell you about people I hate. I don't have a people I hate this week. I had a really I good do. week. Nobody really? pissed me off this week except my kids, I, and I don't I hate them. So I got a doozy. Let's hear right, it, let's Johnny. Hear it. All right, the people I hate are people that start a conversation about you loud enough for you to hear, but don't want you to interact with them. I need more information. <laughs> I need. I dropped somebody off. So I did that. On my way back, I was hungry, and I'm absolutely obsessed and in love with these McDonald's barbecue chicken fingers right now. I only get three. They're they're amazing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to swing through the, the drive through line. And in McDonald's now, they have two lines. Like, there's two uh, places you can order from. They funnel. It's like a Y. They funnel into one spot. Yeah, so I, I pull in, and as I pull in, the person in front of me is they didn't pull. There's another five to seven feet in front of them. They could have pulled up where I could order. So I, I stay back because I don't want to get too close to them. But the person keeps saying, can I help you? Can I help you? So I said, I'm not close enough to the window yet. So the, so then I said, I, I turned my wheel to the right. And I pulled up. Now, I think I was close, but I wasn't touching the other car. And they had a dog in the back and the dog's barking at me, <laughs> barking the whole time. So I'm saying I, what I want. I just got, you know, the chicken tenders, the three, not the six or the 10. I wanted to, but I didn't. So I go in just there. The taste. Just Wrong the podcast, taste. Just John. the taste. I know. So anyhow, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and uh, I I had the music my music down, so I wasn't listening to music. And I hear the person in front. I hear the two people talking, and the dog's barking, which is annoying me. And I'm just not. I'm like, I'm waving to the dog. Maybe if I wave to the dog, the dog will stop barking. The dog keeps barking. So then I hear her say, out the window, you know, I should just put it in reverse and back into him. Well, I drive a big giant Dodge truck and she's driving a Hyundai. And I, I leaned out the window and I said, I said, well, if you want to try to back your uh, Korean tin can into my truck, go ahead. I think you'll have more damage than I will, but let's see. So then she says, well, why do you got to park so close to me? I said, I'm not that close. I mean, yeah, I said, I didn't hit you. So what's the problem? I don't like you being that close. I said, here's a thought. 
take your foot off the the brake, drift up three feet, and I won't be so close. She's like, why are you in my conversation? This isn't part of you. I said, here's another thing I'm going to school you on. This is out the window with everybody listening. And this is exactly what I said. Here's another thing I'm going to school you on. If you don't want somebody in the conversation that you're talking about, don't talk so loud that they can actually hear you. When you talk about me, now I'm in your conversation. So with that, she schooled me and rolled up her window. Which was the fuck up. Right, which I just, I, I really, see, back in the day, John would have put his bumper on her car and pushed her up five feet. Yeah, of course he But would. John didn't do that this time. That means she did not pay it forward and it pay means for you've your matured. three chicken tenders? No. Is so, that true? <laughs> so what you're saying is she didn't pay for your food today. No. So no. you were happy. Right. But then there's something else that happened that really grossed me out. So as the car gets up to the window, the lady that was giving out the food from McDonald's was apparently a dog lover. So the dog sticks his head out the window and she's, oh, you're a good dog. And she's rubbing her hands all over the dog and petting the dog and all. And now she's going to be touching my food. And you know, she didn't wash those hands. You know, that didn't happen. You know, there's dog hair on the bag, but she's not really touching food, right? She's the window girl where she's just handing you a closed bag. I know. I know. It just was like. Or that's a letter. And then you could own McDonald's. My sister-in-law would have written a letter and you could own your own McDonald's. I don't want my own McDonald's, but I'm just saying it was just one of those things. So they're the people I hate, the people that just sit there and like, I, I guess, are rude and ignorant and then are trying to start a fight. And then what happens is when they talk about you and you engage them like I do. Clearly, they wanted to talk. So, yeah, apparently they back down and then they just uh, like kind of scoot away. John, you could have your own podcast on just your drive-through experiences. It's true. Three <laughs> per day. I mean, last week it was a no. pay-it-forward situation, which right. really was inconvenient <laughs> because of the fucker behind you. No, and it was. This- no, the the one last week was it was just funny that I my free coffee cost me fifteen dollars. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. That's all. So, what did you have a good seven seconds of truly enjoying the fact that somebody did something nice for you before the other right. shoe landed and you had to pay right for someone's entire office worth of coffee? Right. I thought, well, let me do something nice for the guy behind me, and then after that, I was like, but I don't want to do something nice now. <laughs> yeah, Not right. that guy. Not that. Guy. Ooh, his. All right, all right. How about the guy behind him? How much is? His? Yeah. What's his yeah. total? How about three people back? The the old lady who just needs her hot tea, hot water, and tea bag. How much is that one? I'll I'll take take that that. one. Right, exactly. Like I said, you could have done it at your next meal. Right. Or or (laughs) this one. You have to do it right then. I know. All of your meals. All of your meals are takeout. Right. That's true. I've done it in toll lines, too, where I pay for the toll of the person behind me. That's kind of cool. I like that. That's lovely. And that's a fixed number. Stuart did that with me when I was driving a a stick shift for the first time. And I did not want to stop. And I was, I should not. He taught me in a parking lot for 11 minutes how to drive stick and then said, threw me the keys to his old car while he took his new car and said, all right, we're in Connecticut. Let's drive to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I shit my pants the entire time. I white knuckled it. I thought I was going to die. And he's like, just roll through. (laughs) This feels like karma to me. You know, I almost wasn't here for this conversation. Because back in the 19, late 1950s, my, my dad tried to teach my mom how to drive a stick shift. And he put her and they, they parked on a hill and he got out and he said, okay, go up the hill. And she kept stalling, stalling, stalling. They were screaming and spitting at each other. Finally, he says, all you have to do is let your foot off the clutch and hit the gas. My dad 
built race car. So his car was kind of, it was a, it had good. a lot of power to it. So she dumped the foot on the gas and let the clutch out at one time and smoked the tires all the way up the hill. And afterwards they got in this big fight and didn't speak for like two weeks. But so if that fight would have continued, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, it's no. definitely not looking forward to t- teaching Ethan how to drive. I mean, it's just another reason to fight. I mean, also it's really just- karma for you, Melissa. Oh, you don't remember what you did to me? No, she oh doesn't. My- Let me help. Oh my god! So, what? So when this isn't the girl in the back seat's easy, is it? Oh, it's part of it. Yeah. Oh boy. So oh, no. um, my car, I had a, f- a Mercury Sable that f- kind of fell apart. I had to drive it to my de- my dad's house and switch cars because I was slated to take Melissa and our friend Crit to Maine for a wedding. So she taught me for 10 minutes in the par- – my friend Catherine taught me for like 10 minutes in the parking lot as well on a Nissan. And then – we drove in my falling apart car to Frederick, which, by the way, broke down right around Baltimore. And then um, we had to be towed the rest of the way to my dad's house so that I could pick up my uncle's car, which was a Honda Accord stick. And I drove it back very jerky herky back to school. And then two days later, made the attempt to drive 10 hours in this car to Maine. That with was your Melissa, first time? With Melissa and Crit. And the whole time all she did was torture me about the fact that like we were in traffic you know we were like like i was basically giving them whiplash because i the only purpose of learning how in the first place was that i should drive these bitches to this wedding and the whole time all they did was heckle me about my driving and it's like well i just learned like two days ago give me a break so now what happens so then the same thing happens to you and now you have to teach your kid, and it's all coming back around, Melissa. See how that works? You didn't even remember. Right. On the same trip, you and Crit wrote on a piece of paper while I was napping in the back seat. <laughs> the, the girl in the back seat is easy, and you put it on every window. So everybody that looked at the car saw, and then I woke up, yeah. and I sat up <laughs> with all I of the signs. Why, you know why you woke up? Because people were honking. Yes. So everyone is honking and I look up and there are all these people like asking me to show my tits. <laughs> it says yeah. the girl in the back seat is easy. Yeah. It was like standstill traffic, which is also part of why we were like jerking the in the car because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. like we weren't moving near Connecticut. Anyway, it was funny. So yeah. Yeah. The, hilarious. It was the hilarious. Stick. All right. So maybe it's not fully karma, but, but it's it was just kind interesting. Of, it was kind of a single thing because you only had a gas card. Um, a crit only had rolls of quarters from doing nope, that laundry. Was me. I had a gas card and a roll of quarters. That's it. So, That's all I had to drive up there. That was my cash was the roll of so, quarters. And so I had what a gas did crit card. have? So what did crit have? And I had a semi she had money, job. like regular money. No? no, I don't think so. I think she might have had quarters as well. Um, oh, maybe. And I was like, um, I'm going to put this one on my parents' credit card when we stop for dinner. I'm like, I don't know if I'm allowed to use this, but I think Sharon and Alan want to pay for this one. I used one. it for gas and you guys paid for me to eat. That was the deal. Yes. Because I could pay for gas. Yes. We we fed you and and no, because when we were at getting gas, you would get like a tube oh, of cigarettes. You, yeah. And snacks, right. You're you right. snacks too. You were very generous with yeah. My father and, didn't mind Andy's credit card. Yeah, he didn't, yeah, yeah. The only thing he got pissed about is when I used it for cigarettes. But at the time, they were like a buck fifty a pack. Not like now, they're like nine dollars or something crazy. Good Are Lord. they really? Is that I true? Because I don't smoke, but I think it's like they're like at least five or six bucks. Yeah. Yeah, they're wow. expensive. They're expensive. Um, How do college students cope. I don't know. 
I don't they hope they don't smoke because they're not idiots like we were. Mm. I was the best mom when the new Adidas Yeezys came out. I really? tried. I tried my best. I sat online in a virtual waiting room for hours to get my son the new shoes that dropped, and I could not get them. <gasps> and then I was mad. I know. Then wow, I was mad that I happened? sat there. It's like they were Hamilton tickets for me. <laughs> I don't know. They just sold out immediately. And by the time I got into queue, uh, the queue, um, they were sold out in his size. So mm-hmm. I text him and he says, well, get a 10 and a half. I could resell them for twice as much. And I'm like, no, this is fucking crazy. I'm not starting a business for you. I will get you shoes. Yeah. That's my responsibility. Shoes for you. <laughs> How much were these? He's shoes? funny. $200. American. <laughs> Nickels. Yes. Sneakers dollars. are really expensive. I know you're $100 aware of $100 a sneaker. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred dollars. Yeah, I remember when they broke the hundred dollar mark, and now they're like two hundred bucks. I always thought they were over a hundred dollars. I don't have never but look, bought them, but look online, John. They're like three between three and five now for resale. Okay, so first of all, I will not buy a sneaker more than a hundred dollars. That's for a pair, not a piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I really I get it. My tickle point is like sixty five dollars. That's where I want to spend. For my sneakers, sixty five. Is that a phrase? My tickle point is yeah, that my, a phrase? My, my tickle point. <laughs> I wasn't going to question it. <laughs> is that a I've thing? I've never heard that either. Yes, it's my tickle point where I go. Point. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, it's right there. One hundred dollars. Do you know? For me, tickle point is some the point at which you punch someone in the face. Because if you try to fucking tickle me, I'll punch you in the face. Oh, okay. interesting choice. So right. it, your your choice of words, tickle point, was interesting. So you're not spending more than a hundred bucks. No, not for sneakers. What? 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 in God's name, makes a sneaker worth $200. Kanye. Uh, okay. I mean, you got these poor kids in Korea sewing them together for like a nickel, and then they sew, and then all that money's being made. It's just horrible. It's ridiculous. It's, there's no sense in that. $200 Nobody's are, And we eat pig. There's no argument there. Yes, Ugh. I hear you. We're all terrible. Heads, aren't we? We're all horrible people. Horrible. Right. Hypocritical horrible, horrible people. Horrible people. Hypocrite, hypocrites, one and all. I would feel better if American children were sewing them be- back together for a decent wage. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. kidding. <laughs> I don't even know what to say for myself. <laughs> and I would have done it. I would have spent it on shoes for him. But then I also, if I'm going to do that, I have to check out and say, well, first of all, this is your, he, I would have probably made him pay for at least, at most half of it. I'm not spending $200 on a pair of sneakers for him. I'll spend the $100, but he has, he has to pay back. He's got a job now, so he would pay for some of it. I don't want to make it sound like I would have just dropped 200 bucks on, on non-Paul Simon tickets. Um, so he would have paid for some of them, but I, I, I couldn't get them, so it's not really an issue. And mm-hmm. I'm certainly not buying them on resale for $350, $400. That's whack, a wiki mm-hmm. whack. That's mm-hmm. out. Um, this past weekend, I went to a 50th birthday party, which was kind of the coolest thing ever because it's a husband and wife, the wife's birthday. The husband throughout the course of the weekend had like, this is your life. Friends from her past just show up at her house at different times over the course of the weekend. And it was so lovely that, and then we came later. So I got to spend time with a lot of her friends as they were all mostly there by then. And I thought, I think that's what I want Stuart to do for me for my 50th birthday. Annoy you with people that you don't know, barely, still? All right, you really just took the wind out of that sail. You're right, I'd probably hate it. <laughs> and her friends are probably much nicer than mine. So, Aww. yeah, never mind. Never mind, Stuart, hey. you're listening, forget it. 
Are you Come in touch on. with any of your high school friends? There are two friends that I keep tabs on maybe once a year, if not. So they're I mean, not driving from the New York area. No, to see no, no, it. no. I mean, these were college friends and high, and first job. And when I got out of college, I lived in this area, those kind of friends. But there are two people, three, maybe three people that I kind of like to hear about from from high right. school. But they're My not buddies. coming. No, they're not coming. Okay. <laughs> Right, they so wouldn't, show, they wouldn't show up for me. They might show up if, if it were a, a tragedy sort of thing, but it would probably just be in the form of an email or a post right. on my Facebook page. So no, 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 nothing. Right. Hey, uh, high school friends, show up for me. <laughs> Aw. My high school friends are the best. I talk to them. Really? Yeah. My, I have my best friend, Jess, who listens to the podcast. And then I have Kevin and Randy and Todd. A bunch of them that all te- we text once in a while. And we're trying to plan like a little vacay together sometime in a vacation. Well, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Jess, you're taking a vacay with me, right? December 1st. I am. Yeah. Where are you guys Did we going? decide where we were going? Yeah. We're going to stay at a house at Margate. Probably like eight women. Where's Margate? In Jersey? Yes. Jersey. It's between Ocean City and Atlantic City. Who's choosing the house? You? House is chosen. Probably you. Who's the house ha- is what? chosen. The house is chosen. Where's the house? What is it? What's the? I mean, I, guess I will send the you. Address. I yeah, will send, send you a link. Yeah, okay, this isn't something for the podcast. To be quite honest with you. <laughs> yeah, really. Where are we? Where are we staying December first? Give me the address. Everybody, come join us. Everybody, right. come stay with us. All right. I figured I'll... you wouldn't put it in. I was just curious. Yeah. Oh, yep, so yep, yep, sorry. Yep. Well, right. this has been super fun. Thank you so much to Melissa and John for showing up and being hilarious. That has been the pod show in a nutcast. Um, you can find us on brilliantobservations.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Listen Brilliant. Um, you can email us all your thoughts, fears, deepest desires, questions, and soundtracks. And soundtracks at Brilliant. Deepest desires. Come on, brilliant observations at gmail.com. Come on, we need a little drama in our lives. All right, give us some not that you asked me's and give us and some yeah, of your yeah, people not, I hate. And yeah. some of your best drive through stories. Send it all. Don't be shy. We don't have to say your name on here, but we do have to talk about your shit. Um, right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.